You are listening to the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Life groups are important to the life and health of North Monroe and North Church Bastrop. And this is the podcast designed to help you make your life group great through encouragement, sharing of resources, and having an ongoing conversation about the importance of your life group. And welcome back to the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Uh, you've got today me, Cody Albrin, and today we've got a special guest, Kendall Clayton, with us. Uh, hey, Kendall. Hey, Cody. What's going on? Well, we're here today, and we're going to talk. I brought Kendall on uh, specifically to talk, share a little bit about college ministry, um, but it's going to segue into what what I really wanted to talk to about um, our methods and our message. And I think this is helpful to life groups because we want to um, we want to absolutely maintain a, a tenacious commitment to the message, but the methods always change. So before we get into that, Kendall, y'all are coming out of what's called Summit Weekend, kind of a tradition at at uh, North Monroe, but that even I call it a tradition, but it's even changed every year. Uh, since I've been here and you've been here, it's it's looked different. So tell us a little bit about the weekend. I, I know it was great. We saw the video on Sunday, but tell us a little bit about from your perspective. Yeah, you, you bring up it changing. I think we've since I've been in the college ministry, I think we've done it three times, and it's been different every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had it in the spring where it typically was. We moved it to the fall the following year. Um, we actually also moved it out to a, a camp, King's Camp in town, and uh, make it more of a retreat. Um, but due to COVID, we moved it back onto campus this year. Mm-hmm. Um, no standing homes, but uh, and just recreated it in our in our East venue. And um, but it was a fantastic weekend. It really was. Uh, it was. I was telling someone. I think it's one of the first things in 2020 we've had more students attend than in 20 or in 2019. And mm-hmm. so um, it, it was. It just was incredible uh, having groups. Uh, meet, but uh, just them gathering together um, to to worship the Lord, and so a lot of relationships came out of that um, connections and um, what our students would even say family, uh, which I've never been one to press that on yeah, them. Um, yeah, and but but seen from their social media posts and how they address one another, and um, and mostly with like uh, these guys that have been coming and, and really plugging in. And they would, they, I found out the other day, they have a group chat that they call brothers. Um, and they've already engaged me on finding times to where they can meet weekly here on campus. Mm-hmm. And just for the sheer, mo- sheer opportunity to, um, uh, hold each other accountable. And so, um, mm-hmm. and invest in one another. And so, uh, I would say, the men that are leading out, even in our college ministry, are for sure the driving force behind um, the momentum we have and what the Lord's doing. And um, and uh, it's it's been really really cool to see them yeah. just open up and bring new people in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And these moments are so crucial for in, our college student in any normal year, but especially a year like this. And and we had to really get creative to to pull something like that off. And uh, you did a good job with that. Um, tell us a little bit about college ministry specifically. Some people may not know exactly what all is going on with North Monroe College. So just kind of walk through some of your weekly stuff, and then let's talk about how you do life groups. Yeah, so uh, uh, a typical week for us looks like uh, we on Sunday mornings at 9.45, we have life groups at, at this moment. That, t- that time's always subject to change depending on our worship schedule. But um, uh, And then Wednesday nights is kind of our uh, midweek service. It's a college ministry-driven worship service. We have a student-led band. Um, I typically teach at that uh, at 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Um, it, and it's kind of the 
the, the driving force probably behind our ministry. Uh, and But one thing that most people don't know about is we have student-led community groups throughout the week mm-hmm. um, in homes, uh, in apartments or on campus or near campus uh, that we actually base off of our college hour messages. And so they're question-based. Um, they're very open for people to come to um, just the dialogue. Um, but they're also very intentional um, that if they are a co-ed group, that at the end of those groups, they, they actually do break up and, and spend some intentional time praying. Mm-hmm. Um, that way they can actually voice genuine prayer requests and, and not have to worry about the, you know, the, the, maybe the girl they have the crush on across the circle uh, and worry about oh, voicing yeah. that, you know, that prayer <laughs> request to them. Uh, um, but that's one of the main stuff we have going on. One of the, but I think one of the most crucial things we added this year was with our lead team. So we have a student lead team um, every year, but this year we've, we've added what we call D groups. Uh, and so what those are just, uh, they're groups of three to five where they have an, an adult that is discipling them. So they're just a short for discipleship groups and, um, where their curriculum is walking through the Bible, uh, and what they're reading that week. And they're discussing that. And, um, it's a moment for accountability, but they're getting a, a kind of a intimate, um, time with just an adult. And it's kind of interesting that it, we just now got there cause it's kind of what is laid out for us in scripture. Mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's just that. It, the students are more consistent um, to be there because it, it's more meaningful to them uh, that they, they realize that, you know, uh, there's, there's an accountability segment to it too. But, uh, um, but it really, it, it pushes them to be in the word throughout the week. And so I think that's mm-hmm. really, um, if our student leaders are better, uh, if they're, if they're growing as believers, which we all desire for all the students, but if our leaders are growing, then it only helps us push to have new students connect and to grow and to see oh, for them yeah. to see the vision and, and what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. And then your life group time, y'all do meet on Sunday mornings and the D groups kind of some of those meet at the same time. And then uh, you got some groups. How do y'all do that? So, yeah. So we we have a couple groups or, or one group, I think, that meets not on Sunday mornings, uh, D group that is. Um, but we our D groups and life groups meet at the same time. And mm-hmm, so our life mm-hmm. group is almost designed for mostly freshmen uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for them an opportunity to connect with one another, but also with our adult leaders um, that we've been going through. Uh, We've been going through first Peter. And so we're going through um, books of the Bible through through right now through a video study, but it's just walking through scripture. And so, um, but it opened, it's like a, you know, anywhere from a 10 to 15 minute teaching time, but then opened up for discussion. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's not exclusive for freshmen, but pretty much if you're not in a D group, you go to life group and we kind of split those once we kind of start. And uh, yeah, um, Yeah. it's been interesting to kind of see connections that are being made. And um, as we continue to add D groups, you know, that group will, get smaller, but hopefully when new folks come, they can jump right into the life group. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, one of the things I love about college ministry is they're always um and they have to be a step ahead of of the rest of us in the methods that we use. And and, and I say that, uh what I mean is with the college student, the method cannot be you, you can't use the same method you would use for the family with you know the young family with kids you can't that doesn't translate to a college student's life they're just in a totally different phase of life so you have to do things differently method methodologically and um and, and the college ministry is always and, and it historically has been always ahead of the game on that of of being if there's a trend that's coming it's going to start with a college student um, and then and then it progresses into adulthood as they grow up. So um, it, it's just been amazing. And I, that's what I love. Like I said, I, I love that about college ministry is that, and it's a place where you can be creative and try new things. And the college students have 
they have no, they don't know any different. Like if a freshman comes in and you've never done it this way, they would never know that. And so you can, there's freedom to do that. It's beautiful. Um, so that's what we want to talk about this morning. And college uh, ministry is the perfect place to, to kind of see how this applies. Um, one of the things that we talk about all of the time as a church staff, and I know you've heard it uh, Sunday mornings or, or just around North Monroe, is the message that we preach never changes. We're committed to that. Man, we're going to talk about that in a second. But the methods, it's almost like they have to constantly change. And a year like 2020 has pushed us where where we um, need needed to maybe make some changes. It's sped up that process and pushed us to make some of those changes that uh, we we may have we really weren't ready for in a lot of them, uh, but we just kind of had to. So the first thing, let's go back and, and break that down. The message never changes. Our message is straight from the Bible. We don't. We don't teach anything apart from the Bible. Uh, that's our goal. That's our goal. Um, the message of Jesus. We want to. We want to focus on that in every aspect. We 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 spend a lot of time talking about the content that we teach on in college ministry and student ministry and kids ministry. Um, making sure that it's uh, that it is there is an application there, but that application doesn't come from any kind of trend that we're seeing but that it comes straight from the scriptures. Um, do you have anything you want to say about that with, you know, college ministry and how yeah, you do I'm, it? I think just with the whole um, season we've seen with COVID and, and the quarantine, I mean, these students specifically, I mean, they were sent home back in April or, or March or mm. April. And, and if they're not from Monroe, then, then they've been home quarantined away from, everything they knew life, trying to figure out how to do school online and trying to figure mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. maybe where they can find internet that works the best. Uh, and, and then they're allowed to come back in August. And so we're talking six months almost uh, that they've been disconnected from maybe their community, maybe mm-hmm. from who they've just put roots with and um, trying to do life in a, you know, Zoom was real fun at first. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest application at the beginning, but yeah. very quickly um, it, it grew very, um, almost burdensome, burden, burdensome. Mm-hmm. And just where like, mm-hmm. it was like, man, I, I don't want to do another zoom call. Um, but even through that season of figuring out how can we do, how can we interact in fellowship? Like I think one night we did a, we did a movie night through zoom on a screen share, yeah. like, um, you know, but coming to find out as I get more feedback from students, one of our leaders who is just really engaging people, um, I, I come to find out that he really got engaged and consistently started coming more attending a Zoom Bible study this this during mm-hmm. the stay at home order. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, right when all that happened, we were in the middle of lead team applications and, and applying. Yeah. And I don't recommend doing five and six Zoom calls a day interviewing college students. Yeah. It yeah. was it was exhausting. But but I, I think the I think the thing is that what we've realized, at least for students, and I think as you know as young adults and as families, we see this too, is that um, we, we appreciate those relationships a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We were so disconnected from them um, that that we maybe had underappreciated just the the ability to go sit down and have coffee with somebody yeah. Um, yeah. and have a face-to-face yeah. conversation. Um, and so those methods have to always kind of be adapting to what it is. I mean, we sat down and talked a lot as a staff, like we got to throw out pretty much everything that we were doing yeah. before and mm-hmm. try again because things may never look what they were. And right, so- right. 
Um, and, and so just finding ways to adapt those things or create new things or um, find avenues to, you know, make groups smaller. And how do we, how do we really invest? How do we get back to discipleship really? How do we yeah. get back to yeah. pouring into those that then they can pour into others? And so, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what we're kind of seeing, beginning to see, uh, it's definitely in our area, but definitely yeah. in other areas of the church where, yeah. Um, people are starting to flock back to life groups. They're trying to starting to say, "Hey, man, I've missed this." I know the life group. We actually got to be a part of a life group for the, like the first time yeah. since we've been here mm-hmm. during quarantine, and uh, we really enjoyed it. And it was great for us to be able to just to be, even if it was Zoom, <laughs> be in yeah. a virtual setting to, to talk about life with other, you know, men and women in the same life stage as us with young mm-hmm. kids, and all of us are trying to figure out like how do we don't go insane with small children in our home when we're locked in the house. <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah. Um, it allowed us to build more connections there as well. And so um, even through the craziness, I think, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of good that comes out of it um, when it comes to, you know, the way we get creative and sharing the gospel and the Mm -hmm. way we get creative and and make sure we get the message out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The message uh, stays the same. We're going to get that out. Uh, The method is how the message gets out and the methods uh, can change. Here's the thing. Jesus never told us, Here's how I want you to exactly how I want you to do it for, you know, it's not in there. The year 2020 is going to be like this. And here's what you're going to need to do. So what we have to do is believe that Jesus is going to guide us to that method that we need to use. Uh, That's that's why we have college ministry. You know, college ministry wasn't always a thing. Um, it, It really was. I mean, maybe a pastor and a music pastor, a music minister. And then from that, uh, student ministry started kind of popping up and children's ministry, college ministry was on the tail end of that. And so, uh, and and we, uh, not just here, but just churches in general over the years brought in college ministry because that there was that need um, for it. We needed a new method and uh, we've got to be obedient to that when Jesus calls us to do these things. Um, We also try to evaluate our methods just to, you know, make sure we're not just trying to do the same old thing. Uh, What what are some things that we need to keep doing? By all means, we don't just completely throw out the whole system. And and what what are some things that we have we we should be doing that have been effective and are working? What are some things that we've done that uh, we say fire the cannon, uh, which means when we fire the cannon, it's done. We're not ever doing that again. Um, that's a saying we say a lot around the office. It's time to fire the cannon on that one. Um, but then there, are, it may be that uh, it's a good thing, but we need to do it a little bit different way. And and so there's there's just that's how we evaluate, I guess you could say. Um, and and I would say to to tie this back into life group is we need to think about that in our life groups now. Um, there are some core things you absolutely need to meet together. Um, that's that's just really hard to replace. That was that was why we all kind of struggled through quarantine was because we couldn't be together and we we did the best we could with Zoom. And and, and I'm so thankful that that the leaders did. Um, but maybe there's some things, you, you know, there's some freedom outside of that. You know, uh, our life group times while we have that life group hour that works with childcare and you know, facilities and having a room, maybe there's a, a better time. Maybe there's a better location. Uh, maybe teaching styles. That's a that's a method of translating the message that we could evaluate. So there's all kind of aspects to that. 
Um, any ideas going along with that, Kendall? Yeah, I think it just is. And I think sometimes we get forced into changes that end up working out better than we expected. Like just per se, our, 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 in our context, like on college hour, historically, we have always served free dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, at seven o'clock, we'd always say, hey, we're going to serve free dinner. Worship's at eight. Um, and then, you know, from time to time, we, we try to push like some sort of hangout afterwards. And uh, but what that lends for a college student is if they show up at seven when they think dinner starts, uh, worships at eight, then they're already been there for two hours and if they're, they're not going to hang out for another hour afterwards. Yeah. And so yeah. what we're seeing though, is that since we've eliminated dinner because of just COVID reasons, safety concerns of, you know, not serving food, students show up about when we start um, or a little before uh, when we open doors and then, but they're more apt to stay afterwards. And I've noticed that there's been a lot more genuine connection playing games like jungle pong or something in our student center mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after the fact than there ever were sitting around a round table eating a grilled cheese sandwich, although they are the greatest grilled cheese sandwiches on the planet. We make the best. Yeah. The best. Um, but but we see those connections go a little further where people can actually have conversations and they're not tied to the three people, the four people yeah. they were sitting with at dinner that they've known forever. Um, they're able to engage new folks and especially these new freshmen that are just just hungry for relationship and connection and, and a place to belong. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think, so we evaluate those things. I think even our, in our regular life groups, like uh, again, we served food and we served breakfast and we stopped serving breakfast and that hasn't really hurt anything. You know, we just yeah. able to yeah. change things. Um, um, we completely changed the method. Like you brought up, like the best thing about freshmen is they don't know the difference. And so they, you know, uh, we had some at summit weekend and the other building. So we do college ministry in the East venue and kind of over where our student center is. And so we don't go into the rest of the church on a usual Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And we did some of our stuff in the chapel and uh, I didn't think about it, but some of our new students were like, Hey, where are the bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. Cause they never yeah, they had never been in that building. There. And you know, wow. a year and a half ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. college ministry lived in the chapel. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. it, it's just crazy how fast it happens. But um, I think it's what I've always loved about North Monroe is that, um, we're not against change. In fact, we embrace oh, it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. North Rose people are always so good in every age demographic um, about, hey, usually on board, whatever we can do to reach people is what we want. And so, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but I, I think we see it as life group leaders continue to grow and their, their own leadership capability. And as they begin to continue to equip other people in their group, not just not just to lead a group, but also like pour into them leadership skills and yeah. and equip them and it allows these groups to kind of take off because I know the one we're a part of, like it's kind of led by multiple people and like you got one person who's gifted and mm-hmm. organizational and really like mm-hmm. kind of pressing along the group, but you have other ones that may be gifted more in teaching or, right, right, or, or right. just getting the guys together or, you know, the different aspects. And I think those are so important in those, mm-hmm. in those, mm-hmm. in those groups. Um, because I think, I think above all, uh, definitely in, I would say like my age demographic groups, it's just the connection point. Yeah. It's the yeah. being able to, take a breath from the, ch- the kids and mm-hmm. have an adult conversation because you've been mm-hmm. talking to children all day, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and just, and just be able to say, man, there are people struggling in the same areas, you know, uh, and we all have a common point. We need, we need Jesus and we need that, that peace that he brings and we need that community that the church provides. And yeah, so yeah. Um, we can't ever get away from that, you know, no matter what we're teaching or what study we're going through. Right. Um, it's that community aspect that is really what, you know, encourages people to lock arms together and, and to plug in. So. And, and you made a good point uh, just a second ago about um, changing. Um, and I think you said like something along the lines like we, we would change it in order to reach people. And I think I think you're saying what, what you love about North Monroe, and I would definitely agree. 
is that we have embraced change in order to reach people. Yeah. And and so I'm not saying just make changes just for the sake of making changes. Right. Not at all. Make changes with the purpose of let's reach people with this mm. and and let's uh so that going back to so that the message is mm-hmm. heard and proclaimed. And that's why we would uh that's why we'd make a change. Um the the thing I love about change is that it creates new opportunities. It, it creates um, new adventures to kind of figure out. That that's kind of fun to me. Now, the thing I hate about change is the unknown. And 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 you know, having one little change can create a lot of communication stir that we need to uh, cover. And and so that can be burdensome at times. But we can't let that be a reason not to change. We've we've always got to be willing to make a change. So what that means for your life group looks different in every uh, life group, every age uh, demographic. Um, maybe what you're doing is working and you've made that change a long time ago and you, you, it's, it's rolling. Um, always evaluate. Let's, let's, let's evaluate what we're doing um, as an individual life group. Let's, let's make one small change maybe to mm-hmm. see if, if, if uh, uh, there's something we need to do in order to reach more people. Always be willing to do that. Um, that's really what I wanted to talk about was, was the methods and the message, the unchanging methods and the constantly changing. I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Just so you'd be paying attention, (laughs) the unchanging message and the constantly changing methods. Um, so one thing that would add, like one thing I try to do when it comes to those sort of things is I try to step back. Um, and think if I was a first time guest or a first time Mm -hmm. attender, um, what would be my perception? You know, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I, like I even step back and look at our environment, you know, maybe it's your life group space, whether you're meeting, you know, in a room or in a home or whatever it may be and say, Hey, if I walked in this room for the first time, what would my impression be? Yeah. Um, you know, cause sometimes we'll, you may walk in a room and you, you haven't noticed the clutter that's over in the corner mm-hmm. that's been there for two years, but the first time guests going to walk in and immediately see those things. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. um, because that's going to be their first impression when they walk in a room, you know, we all can't get back, a, you know, we don't get an opportunity for a second first impression. And so no. um, whether that's, you know, a conversation when they first walk in, somebody engaging them, whatever it may be. But I try to, I try to pan out and say, if I was a first time guest, would I know how to get here? Would I know right. where, where right. to go? Who do I need to talk to? Um, and, and making sure we, we immediately connect them with somebody yeah. um, at the beginning. Cause that's, that's, that's the relationships. What's going to bring them back. Um, you know, you know, I know a lot of our life group leaders are fantastic teachers and, and mm-hmm, things, but mm-hmm. I don't think teaching's usually, I mean, teaching's great and there's great teachers and they come back from teaching, but they're definitely going to come back for if they connect with somebody. Oh, absolutely. Um, and absolutely. so I think the relationship is definitely something to press and, um, you know, and, and, you know, a second touch, you know, whether you can follow up with them the next day or, and if you can invite them to a lunch or, you know, it's mm-hmm. something at some point we always try to press out with our students. Hey, we can get them here in the morning if you can get them to go to lunch with y'all that, that day, man, there's another opportunity to build a relationship. Or if you can yeah. you know, invite them yeah. to your, whatever that going on that week. And, mm-hmm. um, cause they, they're looking for a place to belong is what we say all the time. You know, they're, they're looking belong. for a belong yep. to belong. And so, um, we want to be able to provide that for them. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's going to kind of wrap up, uh, today's episode. Uh, again, we always love feedback. So if you have any questions or comments or maybe some ideas that you want to, just kind of throw out there to see uh, if this would be a good idea for your life group. 
by all means, you can contact me. You can contact Kendall and ask him what he's got going on in college ministry. Or, and if you, you know, always, we're always looking for people to serve in college ministry. So if you love that opportunity, uh, contact Kendall. He'd yeah. If you, uh, if you, if you get excited pouring into, into 18 to 25 year olds, come let me know because yeah. we've got some students who are ready um, to jump in some of those D groups and we need leaders all the time. All and the so time. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want to, if you if you feel God calling you to intentionally invest in some, the, the next, really the current generation, but these mm-hmm. 18, these, these young adults, um, um, cause we tell them all the time, they're not going to, they've eventually got to leave our college ministry, but wherever they're going to go, we want to equip them. And so whether it's here in Monroe or whether they move off, we want them to be the best volunteer leaders. They can be the best people leading their families and things like that. And so let me know. We'd love to have you. Yep. Awesome. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us for the Making Life Groups Great podcast. We'll see you next time.